I mean, if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to achieve something that means so much that you're willing to throw everything else out of balance, then you obviously have a goal. And like you said, it's important not to get lost in the joy or lost in the, the, the big, more unattainable things. It's just as important not to get lost in, well, I'm doing this so that I can leave a legacy for my family or I can make a difference in the world or whatever. Well, you're not going to do that if you go too far down the path. You wear your body out. Yeah. Definitions. How do you define this, this physical fitness of the body that we keep talking about with with nutrition and fitness. And the following is a mashup of definitions of fit and fitness. I don't want to read a dictionary definition, you know, like that, but I found a bunch of them that I liked that sort of describe what uh, fit, the word fit and the word fitness. And it is, uh, it comes down to this of a suitable quality to meet the required purpose. There you go. Having the requisite qualities to undertake something competently in good health, an organism's ability to survive in a particular environment. Now, it's funny because nowhere in in any of those short definitions did I hear something like, looks like Barbie and can crush walnuts with buttocks. It's not in there. It's function. And then furthermore, some synonyms for fit and fitness are able-bodied, competent, sound, healthy, strong, energetic. How about this one? well-being. These are all admirable qualities that don't seem to me anyway to rise to the level of shaming. There's your word, shaming or insulting. None of those terms represent lofty and unachievable goals exclusively reserved for the genetically privileged. And once again, the issue comes down to perception. How do you perceive yourself versus how you perceive someone else's definition of fitness? If you play this mental game with yourself, you're likely going to end up losing more often than not. So evaluate your own life and set a course to become the most effective physical version of yourself to meet your purpose. And that's, I don't think that's asking too much. No, but so there, the weightlifting program that I'm following now, I've followed it before and the gentleman that co-wrote it. Um, I was reading some research on him and he said that he's been doing this for like 30 years and he gets, um, inquiries and questions from readers. I actually sent him one and he responded within a few days. Um, and he said over time he's noticed two camps. Um, I don't know if we talked about this before, but one camp is a genuine, Hey, I've been doing this and this is a struggle for me, or I have this injury, you know, do you have advice for overcoming this? And, He said, I'm happy to give that advice and help you. Then he gets the other camp, which is, I don't have time to exercise. What do you suggest? That you look somewhere else else for your validation because you're not going to get it from me. No, And that's really hard is the time aspect of it because you and I know you can have three, four days, a whole week, two weeks where you're working 12 hour days maybe, and you have to get it done and you can't step away. Or at the end of the day, you're so exhausted. All you have the energy for is to order a pizza and eat and go to bed. That finding the time, I don't have time to exercise. That's what I can relate to the most. The, that reason for not being fit. That's, that's my biggest challenge is Sometimes I feel like there is no time and I have to make the time. So 
I've been giving this a lot of thought and I was thinking that there might be another facet of this outside of what you're putting into your body and the, what you're having your body perform. Um, and there is an element and a thought process behind hygiene and adding that to your physical well-being. For biggest example I have been able to think of is flossing your teeth. Because if you do not have time to floss your teeth, I, I've got nothing for you. But the reason I say that is because, hang on, I've got my notes. This was very important. Hold on, I got something. You can't hear it because you don't have your headphones No, I can hear on. the crickets. That's the okay. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, flossing your teeth as close to every day as you possibly can. Not doing this, having gum disease, having inflammation actually leads to higher instances of cardiovascular and respiratory diseases, diabetes, dementia, certain types of cancers, and pregnancy complications. Y'all, it's flossing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Doing that on almost a daily or a daily basis 45 seconds, mm-hmm. 60 seconds, you are actually impacting your physical well-being. 30 seconds of a cold shower at the end of your shower, not for everyone, check with your doctor, <laughs> not a doctor. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds of cold water, again, let me look at my notes here, benefits such as increased energy, alertness, concentration, better circulation, uh, improved Efforts of weight loss, improved immune system, better moods, reduced inflammation, better skin and hair, thank you, and reduced muscle soreness if you are exercising. 30 seconds of cold water at the end of your shower, if that is doctor approved. If you cannot, if you absolutely cannot stop making the excuses to figure out the nutrition and figure out the physical fitness, your willpower and your body actually have the power to change your mindset. So start somewhere Eat your elephant in a teeny, teeny, mm-hmm. tiny bite with, yeah, the, with dental floss. The ice bath, ice plunge, cold baths mm-hmm. um, are resurging in popularity and fitness circles because of all of those reasons. Um, and man, does that suck. But when you're done with it, oh, it feels so good. But let me, let me interject something here because that was such a magnificently presented salient point. But two things. Here's a PSA, children teenagers, listen to me, stop being lazy and do two things. I need you to do two things. I need you to floss and I need you to wear sunscreen because we live in a place where we see people every day. We live near the beach. We live on the coast. We see people every day who did not necessarily wear sunscreen really ever. And it looks like they've spent the bulk of their life on the surface of the sun. Anyway, skin cancer and dental uh, uh, oral diseases, floss, brush floss, wear sunscreen. If you do nothing else in your life, children, do those things. I love the flossing example. That's a great illustration of something so tiny that takes such little time and such little effort that can have such a huge impact. And then you can apply that in lots of other Uh, areas. So let's say that you drink a Diet Coke every day. Maybe replace that Diet Coke with a green tea. One little change and what a difference that will make to your body. Once a week you 
have a, have your diet coke once yeah, a week. Right, right. Do the green tea the rest my, of the time. My my treat for myself is cherry coke. I love cherry coke, but I only have it maybe once a month or so. And you have it like in a little six ounce can. Right, <laughs> but I love it, but I don't drink it every day. There's a. Uh, there's a cultural nutrition war among uh, physicians, nutritionists, and those type people about nutrition and, and the things that you put in your body. And one in particular is about diet soda versus regular soda. And of course, the amount of sugar in regular, it's not, it's not the amount of sugar in regular soda. It's the amount of regular sodas that you're drinking every day. And it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, but as someone who used to drink me, that's me as someone who used to drink about 12 cans of diet Coke a day. Ugh. Um, Ugh. yeah, I'm going to tell you that a diet drink is fine. It does not have the sugar, except you better figure out whether that diet drink has aspartame in it or not, because aspartame is physically addictive. I remember specifically the moment in time when I learned, when I discovered how physically addicting, addictive aspartame is. And that was when my wife and I had, we, I think we'd been dating for a couple of weeks or so, a month, maybe something like that. And I got a Diet Coke out of her refrigerator first thing in the morning when I was what? Hungover. I remember that Um, story. (laughs) And I cracked it open. Oh, the can, the Diet Coke in the can. I cracked that Diet Coke open and I took that first sip and I could feel it going down my gullet. And I felt that drug, that aspartame start hitting my bloodstream. And I went, "Uh uh-oh, there's a problem here. And I was, I was drinking like a 12-pack of Diet Coke cans a day. It was just... Wham, just hitting those things. I grew up, I'm slightly older than the two of you. And uh, when I was about nine or 10, and that's about the time that you start really sort of becoming aware of the culture around you. Before that, you're just in your own little world. But that was the time when diet drink, diet sodas started coming out and tab came out. And so all the yuppies had tab. So we always had tab in my refrigerator and then diet Coke and all that kind of stuff. So I, we never, we never had Coke. There was never Coke or Pepsi or whatever regular soda. It was always diet Coke. And I had that when I was a kid, that was what I was used to. And I couldn't drink regular Coke because it was just too sweet for me with all that sugar. But boy, I learned about 9 billion Diet Cokes and 30 years later, how, uh, what that chemical does to you. And uh, it's not good. But as we say, moderation, balance, drinking a Diet Coke is not going to kill you, but drinking a case of them a day just might. Um, but I, I want to kind of piggyback on what you were talking about Jen a second ago, and that is the effects of poor health, bad nutrition, unfitness, and a lack of, a general lack of physical movement. The sedentary lifestyle of doom scrolling with your thumb and using your thumb to work the remote control to watch Netflix all day long. And the effects are pretty startling, and you mentioned a few of them, but they are. 
Now, let me, let me restate the effects of poor health, bad nutrition, what I will call unfitness, and a lack of physical movement. And that is heart disease, cancer, stroke, high blood pressure, reduced immunity, diabetes, poor dental health, obesity, joint pain, osteoporosis, poor sleep, depression, cognitive failure, stress, fatigue, anxiety, low energy, poor balance, and an exponentially increased risk of all causes of death. That's a thing. That is a thing. Well, you could then take a drug. I was just going to say. Then has side effects of anal bleeding and potential <sighs> brain tumors. Always looking for an easy answer, aren't we? Yeah, but those things, I, I wanted to end that list with that one in, in particular. An exponential, okay, the effects of poor health, bad nutrition, unfitness, and lack of physical movement. Wipe out that whole list and go with this. Exponentially increased risk of all causes of death. Now, if I suppose that that's probably pretty abstract when you're just a person chilling, doing your thing, going to work, hanging out with your friends, do, looking at your phone and doing all that, that's a pretty abstract thing to think about because we, I think that human beings are, we're programmed. We are the only beings, living beings on earth that are aware of our mortality. Dogs, cats, squirrels, bears, fish, whatever, they are not aware of their own mortality. We are. And I think that conditions us it, we can't think about that all the time or we'll curl up in a ball in a dark corner somewhere. Um, but just let that hit home. Exponentially increased risk of all causes of death. I mean, we could keep going, but why belabor the point? Now, here on the other side of the coin is the list of the effects of good health, good nutrition, and fitness. Here's the list. Are you ready? The exact opposite of all the things in the other list. So there's, there's a pretty clear path here. There's choices. Choices you can make. There's always a choice. It's not always an easy choice, and some people are given a host of more difficult choices than others, but there is a choice. But the results of the choices are also pretty, the results of the choices are as clear as the choices themselves. And you can't hide from this. You might get lucky for a while. Yes. But again, eventually you'll turn 50. Eventually you will turn 50. I can attest to this. And boy, that's just uh, an interesting dragon to ride. Things stop working. Knees, eyes, hair follicles, you know, all the, I mean, so I actually <laughs> was diagnosed, if you want to call it that with osteoarthritis in both knees when I was in my early thirties, which is highly unusual. And they said, it's, I said, well, is it from all the dancing? So I was a ballerina my whole life. And they said, no, it's not that kind of whatever. Again, not a doctor, but you know, I could have said, oh, well, my knees are screwed. Why bother? But it, it did the opposite for me. It actually fueled me. I said, well, I need to work even harder to keep my weight manageable. I need to work even harder to keep that blood flow and circulation going because quite frankly, I don't want to have knee replacements when I'm 40. I might need them eventually, but I want to postpone that as long as humanly possible. Thank you very much. So for me, it had the opposite effect of mm -hmm. motivation, but, um, yeah. And there's, <clears throat> there are things within the realm of fitness that you need to learn as well. Um, 
along the lines of balance. Uh, I had to learn, as someone here pointed out, um, that you'll turn 50. I had to learn somewhere along the line um, how to modulate my exercise because I couldn't, I reached a point in my life where I could no longer stand up, you know, kind of, you know, stretch out for two or three minutes and then take off on a seven mile run without just destroying every ligament and muscle fiber in my body. And as you well know, my friend, um, you helped me actually through one of those times. I spent about, geez, three or four years with this endless series of calf injuries that I couldn't identify. And it was just like muscle fibers snapping things. I just, I couldn't stay healthy long enough to do the things that I wanted to do. And I had to do two things. I had to learn how to be patient enough. I had to figure out how to heal that. So I had to seek wisdom from other sources in this case being you. And my teacher (laughs) joint effort. Um, ha ha, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> that, what, was what was that, honey? No, oh, oh no pun intended. <laughs> no, that's not the right number. Where is it? Where is it? Say it again. No pun intended. <laughs> and only he Rim can shot. hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, so you gave me a solution um, which was kind of a home remedy of uh, sort of unknotting the muscle fibers in my calves, I guess. And that was using a sock full of rice, microwave a sock full of rice and put that heat on it for 10 or 15 minutes before doing anything else. But I had to do other things like realize that static stretching was not good for me at this stage of my life. Um, and that I had to spend concentrated concerted time warming up. And that meant doing things like um, walking for 15 or 20 minutes, just walking uh, before I started doing whatever it is that I was going to do. And that was really, that was an extremely difficult thing for me because I'm not known historically for my patients. I think I'm getting better, but I had to learn that patience and I had to accept that balance. And as a result, it took me several months of doing that every single day, which was a pain in the ass. You were very diligent. I was, but it paid off. It paid off. And I have not, I have not had, (laughs) uh, two years later, two plus years later, I have not had a single one of those injuries. And last year I completed a Spartan triad trifecta um with no injury issues at all and so that was pretty awesome um so within ball bearings within ball bearings as an author wrote um within these individual elements you it's like when you split open the atom that you thought was the smallest thing and there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there whole mess of crap whole mess of crap um (laughs) But so really examine, are you living your life on your own terms? Are you in control of those things? Are you living the way you want to live? Are you presenting yourself to the world in, in the, in the manner that you want? Are you presenting the the version of yourself that you want to present or 
are you hiding? Mm. Uh, which is, which is becoming unfortunately a much more easy and common thing to do, which is hiding behind an avatar that used to be sort of a metaphor, but now it's real. It's like hiding in a room and putting whatever avatar out there. And that's a whole other discussion, but accept, make the decision. Um, and just like with, uh, kind of like how to get going down the path of being a self-engineering machine of perpetual effectiveness and resolve. Don't try to change your entire physical presence overnight. Do not do insane things because you will fail and you will fail catastrophically. And it'll be really hard to get back up. If you set crazy unattainable goals for yourself, start something small. Maybe it's a, so the soda thing, maybe it's, um, maybe it's walking, uh, instead of, like, look at your phone. I know an iPhone, I know iPhone does. I don't know about Android. I'm sure they do, but you can look at your screen time and see how much time, not only did you spend staring at your phone, but exactly what you were staring at. And if you spent, if you are going to tell me that you have no time to do something, my question is, did you spend more than 0.0 seconds staring at your phone today? Because if you did, then you had time. And even if it only means getting up and walking a few laps around your house if you work from home, which, which the three of us all do. And that makes getting small periods of exercise a lot easier. But if you work in an office, get up and walk up and down a hall or up and down the stairwell. Nobody's going to see you in there because nobody takes the stairs for five minutes or two minutes. Or just get up and stretch. Unfold your body from that chair. Remove your eyeballs from that screen and mm-hmm. focus on middle and far distance. And move your body around for 15 seconds. Um, a, a sort of a call to action that I've been putting out on the other parts of my platforms um, involves walking. And it was something that, that my wife knows that I historically I've just hated walking. I don't hate the exercise or the physical part of it. It just bored me. I just had rather be doing other things. Um, and she's a walker. I love to walk. You can walk for hours. Me too. And as I advanced down the aging path um, and realized that I had to do things like walk to warm up before I did my workout or my runs um, or whatever training I was doing, um, we also got to a stage in life where we could take the kinds of vacations where we would be, uh, where we would do some hiking. And we went to Glacier National Park last year and did some intense hiking. Um, But walking, walking, the simple act of walking will do far more than you can possibly imagine. And that's an easy thing to build on and to to allow to become self-engendering. And the call to action that I sort of have out of this is um, get up, set a goal, I want you to do 2,000 steps within the first five hours of your waking. And I, I, I don't say, I don't use terms like first thing in the morning or before noon or before, because everybody has a different life. Everybody has a different schedule. Um, but get 2,000 steps within the first five hours uh, that you awake. And that sounds like that's, Nothing. I don't think but, it's even a mile for most people. No. But for a lot of people, that would be huge. If you get up out of bed and you are you busy yourself with making sure your kids get out the door and um 
then you're off to work, you drive, you, uh, you know, you park in front of your office and you, you know, you take the elevator and you do all that. And before you know it, it's, and then you sit at your desk and before you know it, it's 10 or 11 o'clock or lunchtime or lunchtime and you haven't moved. And so 2000 steps, I think is one of those that that's an attainable goal to begin the simple process that can become self-engendering. So 2000 steps is about a mile, depending on more or less. And you can do this seconds or minutes at a time, get up and walk a few laps around your house or park farther away from the door. That's a big one. And that used to drive our daughter crazy when I would take her to the grocery store. I would yes, park as I do that too. Far away <laughs> Not as all the possible. time, but sometimes. Oh, the Walmart parking lot? Yeah. Forget it. I won't even go anywhere near the doors because no. it's such a cluster. I actually yeah. prefer to no. park at the back. And it's just so much walk. easier. And then getting out, I don't have to worry about hitting anyone who's <laughs> right. not paying attention. Right. It's great. And those are those are easy bonus steps. And I when you see people <laughs> And reduces your stress, by the way, which is also very good for your physical well-being, reducing stress. How about the mailbox? A lot of people have their mailbox right outside the front door. Some of us live in communities where there's a bank of mailboxes. So as you drive back into your neighborhood, you could just stop in front of the mailbox and grab your mail and then drive onto your house. Some of us have a long driveway and the mailbox is at the end of the driveway. So as you come home, you stop there as you're driving in. Get all the way back out. But maybe we don't do that. Maybe we go home and then walk to the mailbox and walk back. Yeah. And it's like uh, in the military, there's a saying when you're packing to go out into the field, which is ounces equal pounds. So you put uh, an Mm. energy energy gel packet which weighs one or two ounces, um, you jam that in there. Well, that's nothing except for if you have 20 other things like that. So ounces become pounds, steps mm-hmm. become miles. Yeah. Um, and it, it will have a very dramatic effect on your body to the point of where you will start recognizing it and you will want to get those steps and more. So when, when we first talked about doing this as a subject for the podcast, when I was told we were going to talk about just the body, not in connection with mind and spirit, my first gut reaction was not possible Mm -hmm. because everything is linked. And so I thought about it and thought about it and a phrase, a cliche phrase came to mind, which is dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is good example. When I was younger and had just been starting out. And this person to my right was my direct supervisor. I was a pretty typical millennial where I was in there for maybe less than a year and I was ready to go. Like, why am I not moving up? Why am I not doing more? Give me more. Well, I had to actually prove that I could do more. And I was young and immature, like we all have been. And I didn't realize that, but you can do the same with your body. If you, if you wait, if you say, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 30 minutes earlier every day because I'm going to use that time to have for myself, whether it's enjoy my coffee in peace, go for a short walk, do a gentle stretching, whatever that is, that alarm is going to go off 30 minutes earlier than usual and your mind is going to go, huh, no. If you sit up in bed, 
swing your feet over the edge of the bed, stand up, go splash some water on your face, you've won. Then you're up. You have dressed for the job you want, not the job you have. And by doing that over and over and over again, your body and your willpower can actually train your mind to get excited about those things. Like, oh, I enjoy, I really enjoy those 30 minutes of peace and quiet when I'm walking and it's nice out. Or if it's raining, like, I enjoy the challenge. I'm going to just put on my cute, super cute raincoat Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to do it. What else are those galoshes for? And your mind actually does get on that train and starts to look forward to it. And then your spirit is lifted also. Amazing. Triad. Give yourself (laughs) those little victories. They're easy to find. They're easy to manufacture. But you have to, you have to understand what's going on. Like if your mind says, shut that alarm off, we're not getting up. Your body has to go. Yes, we are. And that's, that's important with this whole thing is if you are, if you're still at the point where you're arguing with anything, where you're batting back excuses and arguments on any of this stuff, then that's fine. Keep doing what you're doing. And maybe we'll talk again. When you're ready. Yeah. Because no one's going to make you do anything. And uh, that's where discipline comes in. And whether it's getting up in the morning or, uh, I don't know, not hitting the snooze button seven times or, you know, taking the dog out at a specific time because guess what? Your dog is a living, breathing creature that you are for whom you are responsible and they have a bladder. Get them on a schedule. Get them out. Take them out when you know they need to go out. If, you, if you're in a position, that's just an example. Um, if you have a backyard, let them go. But anyway, just find whatever it is that the, craft yourself a victory. Achieve the victory and recognize it and move on. Do it again and again and again and again and again. Until what? It's no longer something you do. It's part of you. And then you move on. May I add a how? Please. Okay. So the other, this was my third piece that has done wonders for me in every way, shape, and form. And it was part of my recent revelation in my year and a half battle that I've been working on. Um, And that is actually documentation. It is so easy for me to say, I just, I think I had a couple beers this week. I'm stressed out. I'm going to have another couple drinks. It is an entirely other thing for me to say, I am looking at the month of January and every day I am seeing if I drank, yes okay, or no, so and document, how many. Documentation of your whatever, intake. Whatever it is yes. that you are working on. So if it's food, if it's, did I floss my teeth? Because your, your memory, this is on any CSI show you've ever watched, memory <laughs> absolutely cannot be trusted. Seriously, you know that something is good for you and your mind is like, mm, no, I don't really feel like it right now. So write things down because that is irrefutable evidence. Mm -hmm. And it has absolutely been amazing, which is why Weight Watchers is so successful. Now, it has to be important enough for you to want to take the effort to write it down. Mm -hmm. But staring those numbers in the face, Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. I walked for 2,000 steps today. Today, I walked 1,000 steps. This day, I walked 7,000. You look at that on a month. Don't do it for a week. Do it for a month because anyone can be on their best behavior for a week. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. If I'm going to track my diet for a week, I'm going to save those cookies for next week. No, do it for a month. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, my stomach just growled. Mm -hmm. It knew. (laughs) 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 Cookies. We like cookies. Have 
figure out where you need to be, figure out where you want to be, figure out the things that you can do to get there, have the discipline to execute each day. If you fail, understand that you're going to fail, that everyone fails all the time, every day, but start learning how to fail quickly and forgive yourself, get up and start all over again, or pick up where you left off, or set a diff, maybe a different goal, set a more attainable goal, reward yourself for those accomplishments, because anything that you do that's above nothing is something. It's not nothing, right? Only nothing is nothing. Every, every, yes, anything that you do can be a small victory. And in this subject in particular, um, nutrition, fitness, taking care of your body so that you may execute your life the way that you want to and that you may do the thing, you may be able to do the things that bring you joy. Um, figure out what you need to do to get there under those two uh, uh, umbrellas, under the uh, nutrition and fitness. And get outside, stand up, Move around, disengage your eyes from the screen, focus on middle and far distance. That's a big one for uh, uh, emotional and psychological well-being. Um, move, get some movement, get up, disengage, get outside, move around, breathe the air, touch the earth on which you live, the energy that comes through there. Here we go. Uh-oh, it's woo-woo, but no, touch the earth, lay in the grass, excuse me, lie in the grass. Hmm. Um engage with the world around you, engage with the people around you, pet your dog, whatever. There are studies that say if you go outside and look at a tree for 10 minutes, it reduces your stress. Absolutely. I can't even imagine that there's an argument against that. So figure out what you need. And, and when it comes to food and, and putting things in your body that, that whether it's whether it's not putting something in your body, you know, you shouldn't or putting something in your body that, you know, you should, or an enhancement, like for example, well, water, I used to have to bribe my daughter to drink water. This child would not drink water and I would pay her. Here's a dollar and here's a giant stadium cup. That's probably like two pints of water and a big old straw. Here you go. I bet you can't drink this in 30 seconds. Um, (laughs) I don't know how she never died from dehydration considering all the soccer that she played and volleyball and just other general stuff, but drink some water, people substitute a little bit of something with some water. Um, if you need, you need fiber in your diet. If you're not getting fiber through green leafy vegetables and fruits and other kinds of things like that, then take a fiber supplement. And yes, they suck. They're terrible. They taste terrible. But sacrifice that 10 Mm -hmm. damn seconds of your life for something that's moderately quasi unpleasant for the benefits that it will give you. And that's a big thing where it's like this arrested development with food. It's like, well, that doesn't taste good. Well, it doesn't matter. Just suck it up and deal with it. And I'm talking about, you know, with things... You can, you can doctor food. You can, you can, you can braise kale, you're put a little also, sea salt on it. If you're it. used to eating a lot of heavier, greasier, sweeter, whatever it is, you have to retrain your mind and your taste buds. Yeah. And again, sorry. Don't, yeah. Don't, do. don't, 
go insane on this. You can do this in stages and you don't, again, again, you do not have to cut out all of your, your gustatory pleasures. You don't have to just cut out all the stuff together. You should curb it. You should balance it. You should treat yourself when you've earned it and recognize how to do that and recognize that food is fuel. Food is nothing more than fuel. This emotional attachment that we have for food, if you can't handle that, then it's going to literally kill you. It's another addiction. Absolutely. Food is fuel. Learn how to use it to maximize the things that you want to do. Figure out what kind of nutrition plan works best for you. Balance these things out. Discipline. Discipline. Have some fun with it. Learn how to cook if you don't know how to cook. Do one of these. Or marry someone who likes to cook. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or used to anyway. Deal with these. uh, uh, Get subscribed to one of these delivery meal plan things. Um, Whatever it is that you need to do to figure this out. But you got to cut out processed foods and you got to cut out salt and added sugar and all this kind of stuff. And it's really become when it when it comes to losing uh fat, that subcutaneous fat, your body needs some fat, but the subcutaneous and the, I forget the term for it, this, the invasive fat that starts strangling your organs, um, visceral, visceral fat. When it comes to that stuff, you got to cut back on that. You got to figure out how to do it for yourself, the best way that you can do it, not how I do it or how either the two of you do it, but figure that out for yourself. Figure out the the fitness plan that works for you. Set a goal, a short-term goal. Do you want to be able to walk a mile uh, without pain or do you want to be able to run a 5K or do you want to be able to do a Spartan race by the end of the year? Whatever, whatever the goal is, figure it out. Do you want to be able to do a pull-up in a month? I think the fun part is really important though. It's like, this is not a directive to cut fun out of your life. It's not, you're not depriving yourself. It's, it has to be joy in these Mm -hmm. things. And it does, it absolutely exists. And it's just looking at it with that positive, like, um, I'm, I'm shedding these, these things, these habits Mm -hmm. that are dragging me down and I'm putting effort into things that are going to lift me up and don't torture yourself. If you hate to run, don't run. Please don't run. Figure out. Not all of us are built for running. Running is horrible. Yeah. There are (laughs) things you can do that will just get you up and moving your body. If you're, if you're not moving your body at all or very little, there are things you can do that won't seem like working out. That's going to be more movement than you're getting now. Go bowling. Go uh, toss the ball with your dog. They have chair yoga. They have yeah. a silver sneakers program at most gym uh, gym facilities. Mm-hmm. They have stuff online, which in person, I, I understand the state of the world, but in person does give you that boost and mm-hmm. that sense of, um, it kind of eliminates that sense of isolationism that comes with Zoom, but mm-hmm. yeah. it's an option. And Zoom was, uh, the, the Zoom revolution was amazing for what what covid forced the world into because we could still stay at least connected somehow even if it was only digitally but we weren't living in a black hole and i think that was important but we've seemed to have not stepped back out of that world and whether it's having your groceries delivered or we had this discussion last night because we had our groceries delivered today and at our stage in life uh we don't need to go to the grocery store We've done that. We did that for decades. 
But I and this, we know what we want every week. This was my my little sort of joke last night when we had this goofy little discussion. Um, in the uh, fictitious universe in which I am the emperor, mm-hmm. one of the things will be, uh, you can have uh, groceries delivered, but you have to earn that. So by grow, going grocery yes, shopping, you have to ha- accumulate uh. a series of points based on successful grocery shopping because there is a fundamental there's a fundamentality to grocery shopping you you learn to budget you learn to you exercise your math skills you learn how to put a nutrition plan together you can actually look at the labels and read what's in this crap and basically what do they always say avoid the middle of the grocery store and go to the very ends where and you learn how to function in society with people who are blocking the oh. aisles with their carts or with screaming children or helping someone who can't reach the top shelf. You learn to function Problem in society. Problem solving, conflict resolution, and interaction, basic human interaction. So you have to earn your way out of going to the grocery store. <laughs> um, that's a tangent. So... Have we made our point here? Have we have we discussed the things that we wanted to discuss with kind of why and how yes, you should take so. care of your body? And I just have to now say because of this, like that social aspect, I am I am mostly introvert. I do not do well interacting with the public. Most of the time they annoy me and I'm grouchy and whatever. But I stopped working out at home because I was fairly depressed and had no interest. As soon as I started going to the gym, I don't have any friends at the gym. I don't talk to anyone at the gym other than, are you done with that machine? Are you using this weight? But that can't eye really contact, talk to anybody at the gym. Anyway. Everyone has their headphones and yeah. they're listening to their own music, <laughs> but that social contact there, again, there are studies on this too. I've, I've been researching them. Even just that general eye contact with a, a, mm-hmm. a nod, how's it going? Hey, thank you. Have a good day to the people that are working the front desk. That little tiny bit. So if you mm-hmm. want, go do a cooking class and learn how to yeah. cook healthy. You don't have to make friends in the cooking class. Go be around people. Just interact in yes. the world. Yeah. So I think, yes, that was my last mm-hmm. breath. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> and on that... Uh, thanks y'all for joining me. This Om was fun. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Well, we're definitely not going to end on that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Uh, hey, my wife. Speaking of, there's two things that my wife had me do, uh, got me do, to do, and this is the wisdom and effort of patience of sometimes things aren't going to happen. Sometimes, you know, in this Amazon overnight world, even same day world, sometimes things take decades. And she got me to do two things. And it took a long, 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 long time. One of those is to go walking for the sake of walking. And the other one is yoga. And I really enjoyed it. It and only it, took 22 years. I so there's hope for me and, <laughs> and, and the other one inside. <laughs> I don't think I would enjoy some of the more intense, um, involved, uh, types of yoga, but we did, it was called gentle with and, Gloria. Yeah. And it was a lot of good, easy movements. And it, it really helped me after six days of blasting my body when I was training for these Spartan races, it helped me. It was, first of all, it was a good, it, I was able to have a rest day an active mm-hmm. rest day. Yeah. So I was able to rest 
while still feeling like I was engaging in something. Cause I do have that mental thing where you can't I can't just sit on the couch for a whole day. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a lot of, it was, it was good stretching and opening movements. Um, and I actually, I actually incorporated some of these movements into my very own warmups before my workouts. So yeah, I guess we can. That was, I'm glad that you prompted me into that. So that was very good because you can change. You and, can pivot in life. And something that you tried 10 years ago, one year ago that didn't work, try again. Yep. Figure it out. Yep. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining. Let's go bowling. Yeah. Peace out, homies. All right, that's it for this time. If you're into it, please stop by ProjectSemper.com for other episodes, videos, and blog posts. You can also find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcasts, and Audible. Tune in Google Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you listen. You can also find videos, reels, and other fun stuff on Facebook, IG, YouTube, Twitter sometimes, wherever else. Your hub for all things Project Simper, though, should always be ProjectSimper.com. Stop by and take a look around. Thanks for your time today. Peace out, homies. <laughs>